for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And we are back with another coffee call, episode number 32, I believe. We're, yep. we're cranking them out, man. Oh, yeah. Two a week. We've got, almost it was like two a days, you know? <laughs> two a week, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, man. I really like doing this, and I think everybody's enjoying it. We're getting a lot of good feedback from everything. And, and today, we have a another listener submitted question, and it is about aging deer on the hoof, but... Before we get to that, we have a giveaway from America's Best Bowstring that we are going to announce today. We have a winner. Finally. Finally. We've been running a little, a, a great length here, and I I want to, you know, on behalf of the Fall Podcast and America's Best Bowstring, I want to thank everybody for playing along and everything, but you're going to have to wait. I'm going to be kind of an ass. You're going to have to wait till the end of the podcast to hear the winner. Yeah, or they <laughs> I'm just gonna fast do that forward. to everybody. <laughs> yeah, or you could just fast forward to about 34 or 5 minutes and just listen to the winner. <laughs> but uh I'm going to be a be an ass and and do that and make you listen to it. So um but again, I appreciate everybody, you know, tuning in, tuning in, listening. You're not really tuning the radio. Uh listening and the support. It's been overwhelming. It's been great. It is appreciated that you guys participate in, in the giveaways and, you know, that's it, how, it's how these kind of things grow, you know, and we're only at episode 32. Uh, Aaron was doing this on his own for six months before he asked me to, to co-host and, uh, you know, it's just, that's how this stuff becomes bigger. And yeah, we, the, the show gets bigger and better. We get, we get some bigger name guests to come on and talk about, you know, relevant information or just just tell 
you know, some stories about the deer season and just, just BS with people about strategy. And I mean, just the way we're doing it is the way it's going to stay. And if you like it, we want to show our appreciation for that. And that's exactly what this giveaway was for. And that's, we're going to be doing more of it here in 2019 as the new year is here now. And we're going to be doing more and get more giveaways and, and really trying to give back more to everybody. We got some merchandise coming up, which um, is going to be really cool. But as of today, on this coffee call, like I said before, we're going to be talking about aging deer on the hoof. And disclaimer, I just want everybody to know that what we're about to say is not gospel. This is our opinion on how we age deer and really how each deer looks to us. So we're going to kind of break down a year and a half, a two and a half, a three and a half, a four and a half, and so on and so forth. And what those deer look like to us just to kind of help everybody if you don't know um, maybe give you a little extra step up in education possibly of how to age these deer that you're you're chasing and you know maybe you weren't looking at something that we are about ready to say that might change your mind a little bit on it I don't know I I I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at what what about you yeah I think it's a good topic to to bring up I mean everybody's kind of coming off off the season, you know, maybe questioning their their decisions to pass a deer, you know, maybe if that's, you know, if that happened, or maybe they shot a deer and it was younger than they thought it was. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that no matter which way your decision lies, uh, in that moment you either kill the animal or you don't, but that's a decision you have to live with. And, I mean, we just want to touch on a couple of things that might provide a little bit more information to help make that decision that hopefully you won't regret. So first I want to talk about um, basically what yours and my idea of a year and a half, a two and a half, and a three and a half, and four and a half, and so on and so forth, what that looks like. Um, if you want to kick it off with the year and a half, be my guest once you kick that one off. Okay. Um, you know, a year and a half is is pretty easy to identify, in my opinion, just based on the one thing you don't want to default to, and that's antler size. Um, yep. You know, it's that first set of antlers is usually a pretty obvious giveaway, um, especially in the year and a half old age class. Um, not only that, they're all legs. They have, like, no neck. They have a really short nose still. kind of looks like a fawn or... You know, maybe a doe with antlers. Um, yep. I don't know. It's they got a streamlined belly. You know, it's a straight line high up, like into I guess like what would be their waist if you want to consider it that. Um, you know, just straight across the bottom, like from the sternum straight back to their to their hindquarters. There's no gut. Um, you know, and if all else fails, they're usually pretty stupid. Uh, you can get away with a lot. You know, they're still pretty curious. They may still even be in some of those, like, doe family groups like you've talked about in the past. You know, they haven't really been kicked out yet, so to speak. Um, they usually are the first ones to be running a doe or to check in a field. You know, I mean, we see it all the time where you know the rut's coming in when you start seeing young bucks cruising or chasing, and then it's only a matter of days before mature bucks realize that and say, wait a minute, you know, so it's, I don't know, that body condition is just, they're usually very lean, 
not a lot of fat on them. It, and I agree with everything you just said. You know, it's basically, in my opinion, it's it's a, it looks like a doe with antlers. Yeah. And you know, when I'm when I'm aging deer, I take antlers right out of the equation. Yeah. Like when I'm at the beginning of the year, when I get my inventory for the first time on my farms or whatever it be, if I'm skeptical about a deer, I always put my thumb on the antlers, you know, and try to block that out of my mind. And then I go through my process to try to age that deer. I had a perfect deer this year on one of my farms here in Michigan. The deer screamed two and a half years old as, as a, as a body goes, but you look at his antlers and I try not to, but it's like hard to not factor that in after you go through your process. I looked at his antlers and I'm like, man, he's, he could be three just because of his mass. Um, I mean, he was a hundred and, probably 120 inch deer but you know at the end of the day he was two and a half all day and uh by my standards here in michigan it was you know i i want to kill a three-year-old luckily i didn't see that deer um because then i really would have had to make a decision but when i chalked it up to that it was i thought he was a two and a half but i was really going to make that decision on the hoof because it, it was summer still you know summer bodies but you know he just to me, chest and shoulders mean a lot on a deer. If yeah. if he doesn't have a chest, and what I mean by that is, if their neck comes down into their body and you know way doesn't have like a hump there, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if it's just like a straight line all the way down in, basically with with just maybe a gradual hump, but not not much at all. Yeah. That deer's a younger deer. Yeah, there's no me. there's no definition. Like their neck right. their, their head blends into their neck, which turns into a shoulder, but you know, there's no there's no muscle definition like in that brisket or in the shoulder. Yep. I know what you're saying. Yeah, so yeah, and it's you just gotta try to take the antlers out of the equation to start with because it I mean actually through the whole process is but it's hard to to do that. When it's like, ah, you know, you want to you want to look at that so bad, but I know there's guys up in the UP of Michigan that are killing three year old deer that are literally six points. I don't yeah. know what that is. I don't know if they are. I've never seen the documents to say that they are three three and a half years old or four and a half years old, but people are saying that. So I really don't know that yet. Um, there's been pictures floating around on social media asking. Me, like they're sending me pictures and everything. And I'm like, well, I feel like that deer's a, a two and a half, a year and a half to two and a half, and this is why. And then they tell me it was aged at three and a half, and I don't know what kind of justification that is. The deer's not really wearing a, a birth certificate, so I couldn't really tell you. Yeah. But, and and the only really way, to my knowledge, that you can get deer aged is to send the uh, front incisors in. And that's, I th- I'm pretty sure that's like 99 points you know, 9% sure that that's right. Correct. That, that yeah. year's age. Yeah, that's true. It's called cementum annuli is the method they use to do that. And they take a cross section of the root of those lower incisors, uh, to look at the, the growth rings, just like on a tree. Um, I've actually got teeth out right now on the buck I shot here in Iowa this year that I'm waiting to get back. And, and the way that, you know, a lot of them, you know, take the jawbone out like QDMA shows and everything, there are some guys that are really, really good at that. I've tried to study it and everything, and I've got jawbones I'm looking at right now down here in my basement that I have from bucks that I've killed in the past. And I still really, I mean, it's I'm 50-50 at it. I'm like, uh, I mean, it could be, 
but it also could be this, you know, and it's really doesn't give me a hundred percent sure. So the only way to, in my opinion, is to send that, you know, those incisors in and get it done. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, um, <clears throat> not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you, if you have the luxury of seeing, you know, multiple deer in one sitting, like out in a bean field or a cut corn field or something like that, where, especially now, like in late season, um, you know, you can kind of get an idea of the hierarchy of those deer because, um, you know, like we've talked about before, they're they're not a herd animal. They're a family animal. So there is like that mom and dad and brother and sister kind of, you know, feel that they have amongst themselves. And then you see how they react to different families and just intrusion and, and all that stuff that we've talked about. But especially amongst the males during the rut, I mean, if you can sit there and watch the way a year and a half old and a two and a half and a three and a half year old acts when a five and a half year old just shows himself, you know, it's, they're all, they're almost like immediately apologetic for being there. They're like, okay, I'm leaving. Sorry. You know, it's, yep. yeah. it seems like no matter what the, no matter what number of deer are present in that field, they respect whatever is older, you know, and yep. you kind of see those younger bucks kind of sparring amongst themselves, like, not meaning any harm or just you know trying to figure it out trying to learn how to fight really and uh i mean there's there's so much about their body language that can tell you what the dominant deer is in the field and that's usually based on age now there is a there is a point where they get you know old enough to where they are no longer dominant like they outgrow themselves like a six-year-old or seven-year-old buck if you can imagine that in the wild but you know that five-year-old is your is the king out there you know he's the one that's in prime shape five and a half years old probably has the biggest set of antlers he's gonna get you know he's he's ready to go right yep well moving on to like a two and a half year old so a two and a half year old to me you know still has long legs um the neck's still little you know it's really it's getting a little more definition but not much um and and the neck is kind of longer. Uh, and the reason, in my opinion, that is, is because once the deer starts getting older, the neck starts getting bigger and it makes it look shorter. Is that, is that, yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. They, uh, they just kind of start, they start to fill out, you know, that antler development is kind of like, oh, okay, he's got some potential. You know, you write off a yearling. It's like, man, it's, he's a crotch horn or a spike or, you know, whatever, but as a two-year-old, you start seeing, you know, G2s, maybe some G3s, and you're like, oh, this, this could turn into something. And, uh, again, I hate to reference antlers, but like you said, it's not something that you usually factor in, but you can kind of start to identify what's going to be what at two years old as yep. far as antler development yep. goes. You know, same way thing with the with the chest and the, and the shoulders. It's really not there yet still. Like um, the, the back's their backs are still straight line their bellies are starting to pop a little bit but it still looks like a young deer long neck um snout is pretty usually pretty long really kind of skinny um but yeah that's that's typically what i look for in a a two and a half year old yeah to me that's like uh you know in that in that hierarchy of the whitetail world that's like the teenager that's like i compare that to like being the whitetail teenager you know they're they kind of got themselves figured out but not really 
you know, they don't know what they want to do with their life. <laughs> and, uh, exactly. You know, it's just, they're out there just still checking things out, but I it sounds dumb, but uh, it's just the way I equate it when I see them out there. No, I, I agree. I agree. And you know how you were talking about the attitudes of the year and a half. The two and a half, you can tell he's acting a little different. He's, you know, a year and a half, he might not check the wind when he comes into a field. A two and a half is going to start doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, he's he's learning that. He's going to be walking through the woods with a little more precaution, and he's not going to, you know, go willy-nilly. I mean, they do, but not as much as when they were a yearling, basically. Right. Yeah, he's he's starting to get a little more cautious and not so curious anymore. Um, but, right. you know, those are the – and for, in New York, those are a lot of the deer that people would end up shooting, unfortunately, um, just because they – they have that jump in the antler development, but they're still a little bit, you know, naive to to how to survive. You know, they uh, they're still easily killable, unfortunately. But uh, I don't know that. I think they're the most vulnerable age class twos and and three year olds because three year olds I think the hardest differentiation you can ask to have is between a two and a three year old buck. I think they're the yep. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to move forward here in what we're talking about. And so moving into three, three-and-a-half-year-olds, they're just – they are the hardest one to, to pin down, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And as far as body goes, this is when their bodies really start looking toned. If, if It kind of looks like a, a toned athlete in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, they're starting to look a little muscular – they're starting to get a bigger neck. Um, their chest is starting to get developed. Their necks, like I said, almost starts looking like it's getting, you know, smaller. But that's just because he's getting more muscle on his neck and fat or whatever it be. Um, shoulders are starting to get a little defined. Um, the belly is starting to look more full, like it's kind of round in a way. Um, yeah. And the belly line isn't so straight anymore. And the back is starting to get a little bow to it. That's that's kind of where I, where I look. Yeah, I agree with you on all those aspects. It's they're kind of it's like that teenager that hit puberty. Like he's starting to fill out. You know, he's voice is changing. The voice is changing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, you know, it's at this point, like if you have the luxury of being able to have history with your deer on your property, this is when you establish what you need to let grow like you need to let these deer get some age on them you you saw him as a yearling you wrote him off you saw him as a two-year-old it's like okay i'm gonna keep my eye on that and see if he makes it shows back up at three and you're like damn this is gonna be something like let's make sure this deer lives and i think at three years old you're safe to say that that buck will will be i want to say easily identifiable but at this point you've seen him for two consecutive years with a decent set of antlers you're going to be able to keep track of him. And if you can do that and you can convince, you know, family, friends or your neighbors or whatever, you know, whatever your situation is, if this is the time you want to convince people to to let these deer get a little bit older and establish, you know, let, let's let them get to five, let's let them get to six or whatever your goals may be. In Michigan, maybe yeah. four, you know, whatever. But um, yep. I, I think that's the most important thing as far as growing the deer. At three years old, you need to establish what you want to let live. 
and for how long. Yep. Yep, I agree. And these deer, in in my opinion, and I'm going to go off a Michigan standard here, um, is this deer is getting relatively hard to hunt. Um, yeah. Now more out, not to say out out in the Midwest, they're a little easier, but um, I can say that there's more of them than there are around my area. So you see them a little more, and but the, but they are really starting to be really cautious on what they're doing. Um, you know, in some areas, a three-year-old could be the dominant buck in the area, like yeah. in, a, in a highly pressured area. Um, so that really, he could be your dominant deer, and he's going to really be cautious. Usually, you know, I can, I can speak for here in Michigan. Um, where I'm at is that, you know, that's our top 10% of the bucks here in my area, and usually that is going to be the deer that finds the first doe in estrus. If he's yes. the biggest, most mature deer. So that, you know, October 20th or 25th to the 31st of October, he's going to be that deer that finds the first one in heat and usually going to stick it out with her until she comes in heat because he's the most dominant. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think because of that reason, um, and you, you can probably attest to this, given the traveling you've done, um, this probably doesn't apply so much to, to Michigan deer, but... In my experience and what I've seen, uh, these are the deer that are the ones that just come busting in. Like if you're if you're rattling someplace that has a good population, you know, a good stable population with with competition, um, these three year olds are the ones that usually come in looking to fight first. You know, they're just they're just ready to go, and um, I don't know they're 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 not so cautious anymore. Like I said, they're yep. Or they are cautious until the rut. I mean, they're they're not as curious, but I agree. They're more cautious, and they're just like that. They're just testosterone-filled college kids at this point. You yep. know, they just yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're coming in to fight, and they don't care who it's with. Yep, I agree one hundred percent with you. It's that college kid. You go out to a party, and somebody hears the word fight, and he's coming. Like yep. it's that kid, you know, and he's looking for a fight, and he's waiting for whoever loses that fight to come out so he can pounce on him and, and fight him himself. You know what I mean? Like that's, yep. I agree 100% with that. Um, but moving on to a four and a half year old. Now this in a lot of areas is what is a mature deer. Um, that this deer is, is in terms reached his maturity as a, as a whitetail in his lifespan. He's a four and a half year old. His rack is, if you're looking at the rack, he's he's starting to possibly look pretty good, um, but he's 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 almost like a 25 year old. That's like, you know, he's getting muscular. His neck's getting bigger. His chest is you know getting really toned, really de- defined. Um, yep. The neck kind of comes down in a line, and then it really it bows off into his stomach. You know, it like makes a big hump. Um, he's got broad shoulders, the belly's looking a lot bigger. He just looks like a bigger deer and he really acts like a bigger deer. Yeah. hundred percent. He's, uh, <clears throat> like you said, his, his guts dropping, uh, you're not seeing the rib cage anymore. Like that body condition is probably as healthy as it could possibly be throughout it, you know, across his whole lifespan. Um, he is in prime condition to fight for dominance, to fight for breeding rights, you know, and he's probably going to get it. 
Yeah, this is this is the LeBron James of deer. <laughs> he this is the this is the this is the dude on the block. He's yeah. the one that nobody really wants to screw around with and he's uh in a lot of areas he's the most dominant buck and he's gonna be the one first getting the first does. But yeah, he's uh you yep. you just know when he walks in the field or walks in it, the way they carry themselves, the way they walk, the way they act, they're very you know, in my in my opinion, they're very kind of slow, lethargic, kind of like, uh, you know, like Eeyore, you know, like, hey, guys, you know, but he's he's doing it in like a intimidating, intimidating way, right. you know. Uh, and <clears throat> one thing I would add to the four-year-old category as far as like hunting strategy goes, um, it's usually this time in their lifespan that their home range is going to increase significantly from anything you've probably seen so far. Like, again, if you've got history with them, um, this is where they're going to start going super nocturnal. You're only going to get pictures of them at nighttime, maybe for the whole season. You might not ever even see them on the hoof during the daylight. Um, you know, this is, and it's because this is, they've seen it all. They've smelled it all. They've heard it all. Uh, and you know, they've only got one mission and that's, that's to breed and stay off the radar and just ensure their survival. So they, so they can breed, um, you know, this is where you might see them. You're, you're going to hear your neighbor talking about him, and you're like, well, what the hell? He was living on me for three years, and now he's gone, and he's over there. Like, I mm-hmm. lost him, you know. But um, yep. I don't want to say 100% of the time because it's never 100%, but um, nine times out of ten, if that deer lives until it's five and a half years old, you're going to see him come back to you. Like, he's just right. he's just getting out there. You know, he, he's going to a different bar. He's looking for different girls, looking for a different scene. That's mm-hmm. all That's all he's doing. So he's, I don't know, don't get nervous yep. if, you, if you see these deer start disappearing on you when they hit this four-and-a-half-year-old age class. Right. Ranges start expanding, and, you know, you got to remember, they've been through four white t- or four hunting seasons. So yep. they've been called at, shot at. They've smelt a lot of different hunters, you know. They're, they, they're they know the to, difference between menthols and ultralights and marbreds, yep. like pancakes, bacon, sausage, all, you know, IHOP or uh, Waffle House. You know, they know how to tell all that stuff. Bush light, Bud light, right. you yep. know, Budweiser, yep. what, what have you. They know the difference <laughs> in all that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Blue jeans to to jorts, if that's if you're into that. Yeah, um, the, <laughs> the, the classic Carhartt bib. I mean, that's just a, you know. That's a staple, a staple. <laughs> yeah. Or you could go uh, cousin Eddie and wear a dicky if you want to do that. You know. Yeah, I mean. Or a Canadian tuxedo, whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. so now going, kind of moving into the five, six, seven-year-old deer. Now this deer, I mean, I can let you take it from here, but this deer, in my opinion, he's he's an old, decrepit, kind of getting like very chest is huge neck neck is huge he looks like a holstein cow stomach's getting big muscular and just carries himself like he's a badass yeah and you know it's we we put these these ages into kind of one category because um it's again it's it's hard to differentiate between a five and a six-year-old i think just the same way as it's difficult to differentiate between a three and a four-year-old um but there, there's no mistaking these deer. Like if, if you had something to compare them to, even pictures, if you just compared pictures side by side, um, I mean, they look like a freaking refrigerator. 
just standing out there in the middle of food plot yep. or coming through the woods. You know, it's 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 actually pretty impressive uh, if you've never encountered a deer that's that mature. You know, a six or a seven year old buck uh, in November, fully rutted up. You know, usually these are the deer that you see. You know, they're still going to honor a fight no matter who it's with, but they're probably going to get their butt whooped. Um, they're going to get, the, they're going to come in, they're going to be all busted up. They're going to be scarred, you know, eye might be swollen shut or something, you know, and those are the deer that to me, like if I have the opportunity to target a deer like that, that's what I'm going for. I mean, I think about the fact that I can identify a deer at six years old and I'm like, man, what was I doing six years ago in April or May when this deer was born? Like, man, I was, shit, I was still in diapers, you know, or not, right. li- not literally, but I mean, you know, six years ago, you didn't know that animal existed. And then here you are. Exactly. You know, yep. it's like, I think about And what brought constantly. him to my farm. Right. Like what, you know, like why is, what why was did his we, journey? Yeah. Why did we cross paths? You know, it's like, if, if you read some of Donnie Vincent's stuff or if you watch any of his films, like it's a, it's a battle. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know what else to call it. Like it's a, it's a battle you have with yourself to be like, why did I, what did I do to deserve this? Or like, why yep. am I in this animal's life, you know, and vice versa. Like, he didn't know I existed. I didn't know he existed. So, like, what is it that made us cross paths and, you know, he's lived through so much. How come I'm the one who who took his life? Right. Yep. And, and I mean. I agree. And I hopefully, I, I'm I'm heading to Ohio, and there's a deer down here that I'm that I'm hunting that, uh, that I'm trying to get a, a shot at, and he's all of five years old, could be six years old. And this bot, this deer's body is just absolutely giant. You know, he looks like a Holstein cow, like just a Hereford that's walking through the woods. And, you know, he's just muscular. looks like a bodybuilder, honestly. Yeah. They're, like I said, there's no mistaking them. Like if, and that, that's, that's the feeling I got when I encountered the deer I shot this year, I had no history with him, but I rattled, he came charging in, ready to fight, and, I mean, he, I don't want to say he had nothing for antlers, but he was busted up, and, but he was as big, if not bigger, than the buck I shot in Saskatchewan last year, and, I mean, to Mm -hmm. compare a Midwest deer to a Saskatchewan deer, I mean, I hope that says enough about the size of the animal, but he was, he was huge, right? and, like I said, I'm, I'm waiting on his teeth to come back, and, I would be very surprised if he came back any less than six and a half. Yeah, that's but, that's uh, an that's an old deer. He just, <laughs> He's lived a good life. <laughs> yeah, and that's again, I had no history with it. I, I passed up bigger deer than that already in the in the season. You know that would have scored more. But right. Uh, yep. Just one of those things, and um, I know we're pushing time here, but I mean, I guess if I had to put a closing thought to this, it would be. Um, to just trust your trust your gut instinct. Like the longer you sit there and analyze an animal, the more margin for error you give yourself. Like don't sit there and pick it apart and be like, well, his his gut says he's four, but you know his forehead said you know his forehead and the antler width, and he's got good mass. Like he might be five. Like don't try to pick it apart. Just first reaction, gut instinct. Is he mature or not? And how you define mature dictates whether or not you're going to kill him. So. Uh, right. I, I guess if, if I had to leave it with, with something, it would be that. Just just trust your instinct. Um, 
you know, do your homework and just just give it your best effort as far as as far as making that call. You know, just just yeah. Do your best to not overanalyze and then just just rely on what you've read, what you've seen, what you've heard um and and just trust yourself to make the right decision. Yeah. I couldn't have said any better myself. And and like I said before, you know, what we're saying is not gospel. We could be completely wrong, <laughs> but, but it works for us. And, yeah. um, it's worked for us, you know, a lot of times. So just trying to educate possibly, and just kind of let everybody start thinking about it. And, and I challenge everybody to go out there and when you get trail cam pictures, you know, put your thumb in front of the antlers and try to make your best educated guess and then have other people look at it too. Like, what do you think? What do you think, you know? And just start analyzing deer and start looking at a lot of deer and looking at deer, um, you know, together, like pictures together. Or if you have the opportunity to be able to have a deer as a certain age and then have them the next year and you know it's that deer, like that's when it's really cool to see side by side, like, you know, to see the difference in what one year can do like you know i keep saying it i need to stop saying because everybody's probably sick of it but jim abbott from three to four years old his body was crazy his antlers didn't grow much at all because he was you know he was injured at some sort but his body from a three-year-old went to a little teenager to a bodybuilder like that's literally what it was and it was just crazy to see that, and eventually I'm going to put up on the Instagram, on the Fall Podcast Instagram, the history from when Jim was two and a half to three and a half to four and a half, and you'll get to see the progression in his body and how it's just crazy what what it'll what it does to a deer. Yeah, it really is, and I mean this is a whole other subject, but there is so many there are so many factors that go into what affects a deer's body condition. Uh, from nutrition to stress to pressure to to that competition, um, average average rainfall. I mean, and it's just a there's a multitude of combinations that affect different things. And I mean, in, in the animal itself, you know, it just it's impossible to to pinpoint why that change happens specifically from year to year, but. As stewards of the land and as land managers and whitetail managers, you just do as best you can based on what you know and, you know, hope for the best. So, just, For sure, man. And uh, one other thing you could do is send those teeth in no matter how old you think the deer is. Like, validate your mm-hmm. thought process. Um, you know, don't trust the fact that you think you've identified him correctly. I mean, some things are very obvious, but, I mean, it's like 30 bucks you send them in and you get an email back with a certificate and, you know, telling you they, they attest to the fact that based on cementum annuli and analysis, you know, this deer is X years old, you know, just if nothing else, it just, it gives you more credibility, more confidence when you make those decisions for you or for someone else for that matter. And, you know, it's just, it's just more to go on and it, you can never have enough information. So I agree hundred percent, man. Well, before we wrap this up, we have had a giveaway going on with America's Best Bowstrings. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I want to let everybody know that we do have a winner, and we are go- I'm going to announce it, and I'm going to announce it right now. So the winner of the Custom Platinum America's Best Bowstring is Hannah Skipworth, 32. 
So Hannah, um, that's her Instagram handle, and uh, if that's what you call it, handle Instagram yeah. username or whatever it is. Let's go with handle. Hannah Skipworth. Yeah, handle Hannah Skipworth thirty two. You have won the platinum America's best bowstring. Um, we'll be reaching out with you either. Me or Bryant from America's Best Bowstring will be reaching out to you to get your information, and uh, we'll get all that stuff over to ABB and everything you need and you want, you know, for color-wise and everything, and we'll get that shipped out to you. So, everybody, thanks for, you know, playing along with the giveaway, and it won't be the last one. We're going to do some more coming up here in 2019, and um, not just America's Best Bowstrings, but some other things as well. And uh, I also want to remind everybody, too, that... Uh, I am in the works right now getting more merchandise made. Um, I'm getting some hats made right now. And also on the horizon, there's going to be some sweatshirts and T-shirts. I'm not sure the estimated time on the hats and T-shirts, or not the hats, but the T-shirts and sweatshirts, but the hats, those should be done here in the next couple weeks. Um, once those are done, I'll be getting those up on social media for everybody to look at and for purchase. So just a couple things on the horizon. Nice. But, uh, Very nice. That's all I got, man. Do you have anything? Uh, just to say congratulations to Hannah. Yeah, congrats, Hannah. And uh, like I said, we'll be reaching out to you. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And don't forget, go and subscribe to the podcast and leave some ratings. And much appreciated. Thanks a lot, everybody.